Hello, everybody. This is John Pielli. I'm here to do my 30 to 1 MLB countdown previews brought to you by the Past Ball Show and JohnPielli.com. For those of you that have followed the series, which I started in the year of 2012, um, I go through the over unders and projected win loss records when it comes to all 30 of the MLB teams as we get set for the upcoming season. Um, I come up based off of projections and different things and studying the, the rosters and the projections and what I think that is best for the team or what the team looks like. I rank them from 1 to 30 and then I count down from 30 to 1 from the worst all the way to the first. And obviously if you see the helmet I'm wearing and you know this is the first of my 30 MLB previews, you know that I'm going to be talking about the Oakland Athletics, and I have them projected to be the worst team in Major League Baseball this year. A once-proud franchise, which has won the World Series uh, more than every team except for two. Only the Cardinals and Yankees have won more World Series championships. The A's winning in 1910, 1911, 1913, 1929, and 30 in Philadelphia with the legendary pioneer Connie Mack. Of course, winning the three consecutive World Series championships in Oakland in 1972, 1973, 1974. And that great team, led by the Bash brothers and Dave Stewart and Dennis Eckersley, won a World Series in 1989. They lost the World Series in 1905, 1914. And then they, then they lost the uh, World Series in 1931 to the Cardinals. And in 1988 and 1990 to the Dodgers and the Reds, respectively. Now, one of the things that's got to be frustrating, and I'm sure it's more frustrating for the fans in Oakland, is a lack of identity. And it seems to be led from the owner that may just have come across hard times, may have just had a hard time understanding why he owns a Major League Baseball team and the fact that in order to own any professional team at all, you have to have some willingness to put some money into the club at some point. And the A's have maxed themselves out over the last 20 or so years from the money ball years of Billy Bean, but also some very well-run seasons led by Bean and uh, manager Bob Melvin over the series of years where they got the most out of players. And in, in a, a league where a lot of teams weren't given their all, the A's were putting up some winning seasons. Unfortunately, that's come to an end here as I guess it could be worded to the fans that they're going through a rebuild and they wouldn't be the first team to do that. So it's not it's it's not just an athletics thing, but at some point it's got to be looked at it as is this in the city that they're in, from the ownership they have? Is this something that's going to be sustainable going forward to have a Major League Baseball team over here? Because it really isn't fair to the fans. And if this is just a simple rebuild, hey, three, four years, we're going to build it back up. Well, you wonder how the stars of tomorrow are going to be able to be part of this team. You've seen with other organizations, which we'll get into when it comes to the rest of the countdown previews, there's some organizations that have struggled, that have gone through a rebuild, but you actually see um, some uh, future, some promise, not just with the younger prospects and the younger players that are going to be part of the franchise, but the interest in retaining some of the younger talent. And we'll talk about that, obviously, with future teams. But the one thing that stands out for the Oakland Athletics is that they're, they're, they're rebuilding. 
They're looking to bring in some younger players, and I do think there's going to be some promise for some of the younger prospects as they come up perhaps later in the season. Now, they made a trade with the Atlanta Braves dealing all-star catcher Sean Murphy. They got themselves some young talent back. They made a couple deals with the Yankees. They made, obviously, a deal last year with the Braves when they dealt Matt Olson. So this is a team that whatever talent seemed to be towards the forefront, whatever potential all-stars they had, they moved on for younger players. Now, they did make a wise trade, which I thought trading A.J. Puck, the reliever, one-time first-round draft pick, to the Miami Marlins to get J.J. Blade, who was a top, what, a top five, top six, top four pick um, not that long ago. And he's going to get a chance to play every day in the outfield. And I think if you're going to center him around Ramon Laureano, free agent acquisition, Jesus Aguiar, Christian Pache, Shea Langoliers, and a couple others, you know, hopefully they'll be able to score a couple runs. Unfortunately, this isn't the uh, Bash Brothers of 1988 through 1990. This isn't Jimmy Fox and Mickey Cochran of, you know, the late 20s and early 30s. This is not Reggie Jackson with Sal Bando and Joe Rudy and Burke Campanaris of the 1970s. It's understood that the A's will probably have a hard time scoring runs. And the best chance for them to maybe steal a couple games, maybe win a little more than expected, would be to get some very good performances when it comes to their starting pitching. Now, Nick Blackburn was in... It was an all-star last season. They acquired a couple players from the Yankees, whether it's James Caprillion, J.P. Sears, Ken Waldachuk, who I think are all going to be impactful and will probably get their chances to make the 25 to 30 starts, you know, wherever they are in regards to their young um, build-up and progression. Um, Kyle Muller came over in the Sean Murphy trade. I think it's going to be very important uh, to see where he fits in the rotation. And then you look at the their free agent acquisition of Shintaro Fujinami, who I think is going to potentially have an, have an opportunity to win a spot in a rotation. He was signed as a free agent, of course, from Japan. And one of the things the A's are going to be doing is I think they're going to try to max out a Blackburn, a Fujinami, uh, perhaps a Trevor May, who they signed as a free agent to possibly be their closer. Um, Drew Rusinski came over from, uh, um, I believe it was what, the KBO. Uh, he had a couple of good years there. I think they are looking to, whether it's in a bullpen or in a rotation. Uh, the good thing about playing for Oakland right now is if you could play, you're going to get an opportunity. And whether it's Fujinami, whether it's Rusinski, um, whether it's Trevor May as a closer, I think they're going to get a, a good chance to show themselves. And if they can pitch well, um, number one, you know the chances of the Athletics competing and playing and performing uh, better than expected go up. But also it increases their value on the trade market. I wouldn't be surprised if Trevor May was traded. I wouldn't be surprised if Jesus Aguiar was traded. Um, I do think at some point you got to build your team around some players. And, you know, if you look at Christian Pache, if you look at Shea Langoliers, um, if you look at Jordan Bride, who I project will be the opening day third baseman, um, Seth Brown, who has, has hit a ton of home runs over the last couple seasons, is going to be a very important part to this team. So I'll, I'll go over the Oakland Athletics starting lineup right now, what I project it'll be. Pache will be leading off playing center field 
with Tony Kemp playing second base, batting second. Blade will be, in my opinion, in left field, which I think will work out, but we'll see. You know, obviously all lineups are subject to change. I'm just giving you my opinion. Uh, Seth Brown at first base, batting fourth. Loriano, Ramon Loriano, who I think is a good trade candidate if he could bounce back and have a solid season, will be in right field, batting fifth. Aguiar, who has hit 30 home runs in the major leagues before. I think this will be a very good place for him to DH, just go out there, hit some bombs, and perhaps help help the A's steal a couple games. DH and bat in six. Langoliers will get his full chance now with Sean Murphy in Atlanta, batting seventh, catching Jordan Bride with also veteran Jace Peterson. Uh, will batting eighth, playing third base. And then Aldemus Diaz, the former Houston Astro, playing shortstop and batting ninth. Manny Pena, who came over from the Brewers in the Murphy trade with the Braves and Milwaukee, will be getting a good chance to catch. Langoliers will do a little DHing. Aguiar will play a little first base. Um, Diaz may play a little second base. Kemp may play a little left field. So one of the things that the Athletics have is a little bit of versatility to be able to move some of the players around based off of matchups and stuff like that. Um, Domingo Garcia, who I think is going to get a little bit of a chance to get some uh, some playing time, either you know in the infield. I'm sorry, Dermis Garcia. I, I apologize, I got the name confused. But Dermis Garcia, I think will be getting a chance to play a little third base, perhaps a little bit of outfield. And like I said, the A's will be able to move a lot of their players around based off of matchups. Blackburn, Caprillion, Sears, Muller, Waldachuk. With Fujinami as a, a big wild card there. Rusinski, another wild card. Both of those guys could break the opening day rotation. Um, outside of that, they're going to be on a major league roster. Uh, perhaps long relief, short relief, whatever works out for Mark Kotze and his staff. Um, Trevor May, I think, is going to get the best chance or the most chance to be a closer. Um, something that he really hasn't had a chance to do in baseball. He's been a good setup man. For a while, last couple of years with the Mets prior to that with the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Danny Jimenez, um, according to MLB.com, is projected to be their closer. Uh, he, ha- he has a you know a chance, perhaps, with a good season to make the All-Star team. Domingo Acevedo, Zach Jackson, Kirby Sneed, and Austin Pruitt's back with the Oakland Athletics. And like I said, the before-mentioned Rosinski and Fujinami. Uh, as I look at the thirty the top 30 prospects when it comes to this organization, I think Tyler Soderstrom is probably the most major league ready out of all of them. He's a first baseman and a catcher. I could see him kind of doing what some of the other players are, are, are doing as far as playing multiple positions. And maybe that's one of the best formulas to keep everybody fresh with this franchise. Waldachuk and Muller, who are in their top five in regards to their top 30 prospects, I believe are going to project are, are going to make the team's rotation. Um, Zach Jiloff, uh, second baseman and third baseman, I think will make his major league debut this year. Um, Estery Ruiz and Jordan Diaz, an outfielder and a corner infielder, respectively. The good thing if you're the Oakland Athletics, you you got room for players to earn their way, and I think it's a, it's, it's something that's very valuable to think about if you're looking to um, make it to the major leagues. Um, if you're looking to come up from the minors and be a legitimate uh, prospect, uh, getting a chance to get some at-bats and prove yourself, this is a good organization to do that. Um, as I'm looking through the um, minor league non-roster invitees, 
it's a lot of prospects. Um, guys like Soderstrom, the before-mentioned, Jiloff, um, Max Muncie, um, who's probably a couple years away. Former Yankees infielder Tyler Wade will have a good chance of making this roster. Um, Dalton Jeffries, who it's at one point was pitching pretty well for the Athletics, um, will get another shot. Shot former Mets prospect and uh, top draft pick JT Ginn, who was acquired in a Chris Bassett trade, will also be in camp for the team. So from a, a perspective standpoint, um, with all due respect meant to the Oakland Athletics fans, I believe that this, this fan base deserves better. And unfortunately, they're not going to see that this year. This is going to be a tough year. Tough year for Mark Kotze in his second year as a major league manager. But a good chance for him to kind of uh, get his feet dirty. You know, maybe try to do a little more with less. Maybe it's time for some young players like Pache and Langoliers to kind of take their step. Blade got a good opportunity to play with the Marlins last year. Uh, maybe he was up a little early. Maybe this is a good chance, you know, in a different organization where he's going to be a starter right away for him to become that star that the Marlins thought he was when, when they took him early in a draft just a couple of years ago. Um, I look at the athletics and I got him with a 58 and 104 record. And that'll be obviously last place in the American League West division. Hopefully things get a little better last year. Once again, this is John P. Elliott at the Passball Show. 30 to 1 MLB countdown previews brought to you um, through throughout this the rest of the uh, projections. 29 more to go. It, it's only going to be better from here. God bless you. And as always, I'll see you on the other side.